30, 35, 40, he's the midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Joel. Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network and this is the 79th episode of the podcast on November 12th, 2014. 79. Uh, I believe there was an NFL lineman that had the number 79. It was Hall of Fame offensive lineman Rosie Brown who was drafted in 1953 by the New York Giants. And after being named to the Pittsburgh Courier's 1952 Black All-American team. Over his career, Brown received All-NFL Team honors for eight consecutive years and was a nine-time Pro Bowl selection and helped the Giants win the uh, championship in 1956. So this week, uh, Yoko has company in town from overseas. So he, we're giving the week off, you know, to enjoy that. And uh, this said I have a guest on, and you know, kind of going with the uh, the whole theme of uh, the, the upset that uh, Texas A&M pulled last week over Auburn. I thought I'd go with a a Texas guy, and I'm having Skull Jumper, who you guys know from the Show Me News forums, is Skull Jumper. Uh, I thought I'd bring Michael on this week. So welcome, Michael. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> So right into that, we're just going to go ahead and talk about uh, the new playoff rankings because it seems like every week, like, you know, now that we're getting down to those last couple of weeks before we're going to actually see the playoffs, you know, form right in front of us. Yeah, it's, we're, we're it's, entering the stretch where yeah. things get things get really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the way that it looks right now, you know, the top four that we have right now, we have Mississippi State at number one. Oregon at number two, Florida State at number three, and TCU at number four. Um, and, you know, if all of those teams win all the rest of their games, that, could be, stay that, yeah, that could be your playoffs right there. I don't think, well, I think Oregon is the most likely to lose to somebody. Yeah. But... Unfortunately, I don't see FSU losing as much as I want Florida State to lose. Cause With that schedule, it's going to be very difficult for them to lose. Well, yeah, and that's they're, they're you know what they are? They're this year's Ohio State. Because Ohio State was last year, it's like, you know, the cream puff schedule with a lot of good. Yeah, just a I, lot I, of yeah good I would athletes. say that Ohio State definitely proved themselves to be a good team this past week. Um, they, they, they still, their schedule outside of their conference, not very good. But they beat a good Michigan State team, so. Oh, oh yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they, and uh, I mean, you know, almost as impressively as Oregon did. So, uh, you know, it took them about one more quarter to figure out Michigan State, but they uh, they beat them pretty convincingly, I'd say, by the end of the game. I'm really surprised that Ohio State's been this successful without Braxton Miller. I didn't. I really thought that this was going to be a a bad, screwed up year for Ohio State, but mm-hmm. when. I- uh, yeah, I think it says a lot about um, having talent and depth at quarterback behind your starter. Yeah. Um, which, obviously, Urban Meyer is built up because, you know, nobody really knew who this guy was before the season started. And, oh, yeah. Uh, 
has really played well down the stretch. Uh, you know, I it, it's kind of funny because we t- we talked the week before, and neither of us, uh, Peter and me, picked uh, picked them. We thought Michigan State would win. Uh, I don't think kind I of based on yeah, kind of based on Ohio State's performance against Penn State the week before, where they had to go to overtime to beat Penn State. And Penn State's not that good of a team. Yeah, and I, it's I think, real weird. Yeah, so it's very again, it's like what team shows up each week. Uh, like that's that's the kind of way I feel about a lot of the good teams this year. If they don't show up, they're probably going to get beat because uh, I don't think anybody's like clear cut really good. The but, Big Ten uh, is just kind of inconsistent overall. I feel like. Well, it's yeah, like the yeah, teams yeah. that yeah, this year specifically. Um, they didn't do themselves any favors because not, they did not win any of their big out-of-conference games, like their matchups, which really hurt the, uh, the you know, when it came to the rankings, um, the strength of schedule for the entire conference just was not good. They scheduled good teams early on. They had key matchups. They just did not win any of those at all. Yeah, and when you don't when you don't win your out-of-conference matchups, especially if you're in, like, the Big Ten... Or like the ACC, you really you have to make sure that you, you know, make a statement by scheduling some some decent teams that people are going to pay attention to. Yeah, and you better win those games if yeah. you're in like the if you're in the Big Ten, which has had a fall from grace in in the last couple of years. Yeah, and I mean you know Ohio State could do a lot for them this postseason. I, like I I still don't think enough teams in front of them are going to lose where. They'll get into the playoffs. Oh no, they they even if they win out, I don't see them getting into the playoffs. But they can go to um, you know what we used to call a BCS game. Yeah, see that's the cool and thing about they the playoffs. can they they can go to one of those games, perform well, you know, win a game, really help themselves. Uh, you know, even if Michigan State State uh, goes to one of those two, they can help that conference. That's what you need. You need your teams to go win these big bowl games too. See, and now with the Power Five, the whole Power Five system, by virtue of being one of those Power Five conferences, the, the Big Ten is going to shoot up back to where we're kind of used to them being, mm-hmm. just because they have that tag now of like, hey, you should come here because this is Power Five. This is, you know, where where all the where the big time football yeah. is now. I mean, yeah. Look at okay. So like, what, what I'm talking about is. The SEC did very, very well in their out-of-conference matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they had some very big wins. Uh, spe- you know, specifically, I think uh, uh, Auburn went to uh, Manhattan and beat Kansas State. Yeah, I um, remember watching that. Game and that, that was something really big for their, um, you know, to make their strength of schedule go up a lot because Kansas State ended up, you know, being a very good team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that uh, you know when you look at those kind of things, you not only got to schedule tough games because, uh, and, and that's why I think um, what I think is going to hurt someone like Baylor this year. They did not schedule anybody out of conference. Didn't they play somebody kind of? Didn't they get like BYU in there or something? Um, I don't think anybody. I don't know if any of the teams out of conference that they played end up having a winning record this oh, year. Okay. Because actually BYU, oh, because BYU, BYU, yeah, they lost their quarterback and lost a bunch of games. They were really good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I thought they, they, they went to Texas and, and blew them out. Well, Texas is kind of 
they're not a great team, I don't think. But I think that maybe next year they'll they'll be something better. But I I, I think they very well make a bowl game right now. I think all they got to do is win one more game. Yeah, so. as much as it, I, I was really enjoying this this streak of of UT. Uh, well, they they got a, they got they got a very good coach, so it, it, it was only a matter of time before he started turning them around. He just happened to be doing it in his first year already. So, well, one of the things is he actually went through and it, uh, and just kicked a whole bunch of guys off the team that were yeah. breaking a bunch of rules mm-hmm. and just like discipline. Setting problems. an example early, it's a really strong early. move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, so you know, like I was saying with Baylor, um, they they just did not play a good out of conference schedule, which is why they fall where they are, even though they beat TCU. You know, you could also say you know TCU's loss was to Baylor, but Baylor's loss was to WVU. Um, yep. So you know that's a worse loss. So that's that's another reason that you yeah, would well, rank them lower. If t- if West Virginia beats Baylor, then it's a complete it's a completely different story. I feel like, but they didn't, unfortunately. Well, so yeah, we beat of... Baylor. We didn't beat TCU. We lost oh, yeah, TCU I mean, by yeah, one TCU, point. TCU. Yeah. That's what that, that's what I was thinking. Um, of. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is a completely different scenario where Baylor is, you know, front runner to win the conference, go to the playoffs, that kind of thing. Um, but they didn't because See, and now TCU's in the driver's seat. They, they clear, yeah, they clearly are. And 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 you know what I would say is that uh, so their losses to a top ten team, who is who's very hot right now. I mean, you know, just stomped Oklahoma last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they went. They came to Morgantown. They won by one point. But the important thing was they won. That is really all they needed to do. Um, they last week. I mean, probably one of the better performances of all the teams in the country. Going to you know, or no, it was at home. They they played Kansas State, but that game was not even close. And, oh no, it really was. And wasn't. coming into the game, Kansas State was a top ten team. So, uh, you you know, you got to be impressed with TCU. One of the only teams to put up eighty plus points in a game this year. See, um, I'm just surprised with when you look at TCU. I notice a lot when I when I like flip through the channels and see them a lot of those guys on that team are small like they don't have a lot of big huge yeah, like no, 250 pounds fast very guys fast. they let they leverage a lot on speed they, especially uh, like up front what, I'll, I'll tell you this right now you know i i went to the game when we played them um and you know obviously painful to to watch it end the way that it did uh-huh. but um they uh played two high safeties against us most of the game and they uh, only rushed four most of the game, and we could not run the ball against their front four. So that that tells you against right there. The four, yeah. And that tells you right there, their front four is pretty good. <laughs> they probably uh, have really good just tackling discipline because they're not huge. They can't really. Yeah, I mean, because you've got again, in order to beat a team like that when they're doing that. Uh, You've just got to be able to run the ball, and and we've run the ball against other teams this year, and we just cannot do it against them. So I I can clearly see, and then the other thing is uh, the Boykin kid, their quarterback. Um, they ran a flea flicker play against us on their final drive, where they kicked the winning field goal. They you know they ran that play, and nobody was open. We covered it perfectly, and he took off, and he broke about five tackles and got a twenty oh yard God. gain. Basically won the game right there. I mean, because that put them past midfield. Um, 
I'd say if he ends up winning the Heisman this year, which still is an open race at this point, it's it's I, kind of well, it's funny think, how it's open. I think so. it kind of depends on what Mississippi State does because I feel like oh no, yeah. Dak Prescott's kind of in the he, he could I I think he could seal it up this week if he has a great performance against Alabama. And um, I think he probably will. Yeah, he, I'm not a huge. This Alabama team, which a lot of people don't really realize, is it. Th- this Alabama team isn't quite as dominant as you know the two, th- well, one or two years ago. Mm-hmm. They don't have as much. The secondary isn't you know like shut down like they were. I feel like, and then just AJ not having AJ McCarron anymore. I feel I like Blake Sims, but I feel like. He can't throw the deep ball as well as uh, McCarron could, so mm-hmm. it's like I think I think MSU. We'll get into this, but I think MSU has a a real chance yeah. against. Uh, and I, you know, I still think that Arizona has the best win of all the of all the teams because they went to Oregon and beat them on the last drive of the game. Oh, they did. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. And. Because I still, like, it's it's funny, you know, we talked about that after that, and a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know if Oregon will recover. They're right back up there again. Yeah, they um, don't, they seem to have a pretty short memory. Yeah, so, you know, still still in prime position, all they got to do is get through pretty much Arizona State. That's, you know, it's the toughest thing left on their schedule. Who is, looks great this year. They, I mean, they, they look, really, they their defense really... is awesome. I mean, that, uh... Do you Notre think, Dame could though, not do anything at the beginning of that game. Uh, yeah. Do you think that if Oregon loses, do you think a, a Pac-12 team gets in or to the to okay? The um, if if Arizona State wins the rest of their games, I think they're going to go. I think actually. you might be right. Um, and and that's because again, I think beating Oregon is a is a great win. I think that's a it really it's, good it's win. It's a really good win. Um, I think because, you know, they'll still go to a big bowl game outside of the playoffs. Um, but, uh, you know, and Arizona State, I'd argue, has one of the better schedules in the country now uh, because of that win over Notre Dame, and Notre Dame ended up being good this year, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know that the thing is that it's funny because that kind of hurt Florida State's out of conference strength of schedule when Notre Dame went and lost last week. Oh yeah, but that I mean, win Florida helped State, Arizona State just as much. So Florida State has to win out, but the thing is, I'm looking at uh, Duke in the ACC. That's probably going to be the ACC championship game. I think Duke, if they can get there, has a real shot at. Just messing everything up yeah. for Florida State. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think right now, uh, we're gonna have, you know, everybody in the in the uh, Power Five except the Big Ten. I, I feel like, I, I kind of feel like no matter what happens, oh, yeah, it's I, going I to happen. Because I, like, the whole point of this was to get away from ever having questions of. You know the SEC having two yeah. things. The conference championship games are supposed to figure things out. You know they're supposed and increasingly, to. They're, you're not supposed it, to reward teams for not even getting into the conference championship games. That's just yeah. dumb. It doesn't. They're not. They're they're not. They're not there for a reason. 
you know. I just remember the so, 2012, it was the LSU versus Alabama national championship game. Yeah. I'm just like, how did this happen? Yeah, I. It is, it's supposed to prevent stuff like that, so I, I don't really. I don't know. It just seems silly. Like, you want a variety. You want people. You want all these teams who don't play each other. Um,. Oh yeah, that's, because then you, it, it kind cool. of feels better. It it like mm-hmm. it. I think it does kind of alleviate. Like I think we're still not. I don't think that we're even close to deciding this the way that it should be. Cl- you know, I think the playoffs should be bigger. They're um, not going to be though. It, like, but because it, of the way, like you know, the school year works. The, mm-hmm. There, there's a limited amount of a. Uh, of like time. The reason this works is because you can kind of squeeze it in yeah. before finals. But I just don't think you're going to get the the university chancellors to agree to an expansion. So I think this is kind of the best we're ever going to get, and I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's it's like I still myself like watching the other divisions play football more at the end of the year because they actually have a playoff, and I I really like oh, yeah. playoff football. Mm-hmm. So it it you know. I love I mean, it in high school, I love it in college, and I, I love watching in the pros, so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. Trying to, the, because, you know, we didn't even used to decide national champions on the field. It used so, to, yeah, it used to just used to be, be like... voting, so, uh, we're, we're closer. I guess that's mm-hmm. what I, that's we getting where we're going with that. We but, um, there. so that, that's kind of what's been going on this past week, the new rankings and everything, um, it, is there is there a team that would make it into the playoffs right now that would su- just surprise you? Like you'd be like, why? Why in the world would they ever be there? Um, besides Ohio State. Besides <laughs> Ohio <laughs> State, I think some pe- I think Baylor fans kind of feel like yeah. maybe if if everything if a perfect storm happens, mm-hmm. then they have a shot. Yeah. Kind of like um, LSU. I remember in two thousand seven. My dad came home from work and goes, it happened. I'm like, what? LSU's in the championship. And and we were like freaking out like, what? Because it was, there were like five teams. Oh, I I know very, very well about this. Oh, dude, because West Virginia was one of them, I think. And it happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we lost our coach, too. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, I think. There, there's a bunch of scenarios, like crazy scenarios, where if a perfect storm happens, but I think Baylor is kind of in a position mm-hmm. to maybe have the the most shot out of a crazy scenario. Yeah, I, you know, I could see that, and, and I could see maybe uh, the playoff commit, like the playoff people themselves. Uh, you know, obviously they'd be like, "Well, their out of conference was not very good." But they did beat TCU. Yeah, that's that kind of thing. That would be the thing. Um, the- and uh, just you know, they're fun to watch. They score lots of points. That kind of thing. Oh, but, they're incredibly fun to watch. Yeah. So you know, it. I could see that happening. I, I, I mean, that's the reason everyone's been in love with Oregon in the past couple of years is because they just score points really fast, and they you know people like to watch that kind of thing. Yeah. So. If you just like watching like score after score, then Oregon yeah. with the with the up tempo stuff is your it's your jam. All right, but then uh, you know another reason that I I wanted to have you on this week was to talk about this the you know the NFL had its butt fumble 
But uh, this is this is like the college football butt fumble right here. It, this it is, really uh, kind of is. <laughs> not only that, but you know there was a fumble, another fumble before this that kind of led to them being in this position, and then they. I mean, like, I was sitting there watching this. I was watching the very end of the game, and it happened so fast, and it was like, well, <laughs> you could just tell as soon as it happened that it didn't matter what, you know, whatever they did at the bottom of that pile, that game was over. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. clearly, you know, the Texas a and uh, defensive lineman gets, he's right on the ball as soon as it's on the ground. So... It it was real weird because I remember, you know, I think this was one of those ones where I think my dad had this game on, mm-hmm. and in like it was like afternoon and we didn't have much to do, so I remember, or no no this was like right before LSU kicked off. Me and my dad were watching this, and um, what happened was there was yeah there was that other fumble that led to. I think did Auburn fumble in the red zone? Um I I can't remember. Somebody where it fumbled was in exactly. the red zone. Yeah. And then oh no, Yeah, okay. So uh, Auburn had the ball and they, they they were gonna try to put together a game a game tying drive with a field goal or a mm-hmm. game winning drive. Yeah. And I feel like this year there's just been so many I've just watched so much like bad play at the at, like bad snaps. Snaps over people's heads, yeah. snaps that are low, and this was probably a combination of like Nick Marshall communicating badly with the center, uh, and just it's, having, what, it's like, what it looked like because he was not ready mm-hmm. at all. And it, it was one of those low snaps though, and then the A and M guys submarined just like straight under, and just were able to use their bigger bodies than what the well, what the. It, yeah, there's there's another argument to be made here is uh you know how how often does it happen uh, when the quarterback is under center, um, do we see, lo- you know loss of the ball? Uh, Not often. It, yeah, obviously more. I mean, like I mean, sometimes you see it snap over the quarterback's head. I've seen when they're so in shotgun. much of that this year, and I don't even know. So, why. Uh, so you know, Auburn clearly a more spread offense than most offenses. Oh yeah, uh, they're in that spread formation a lot more than uh, you know, probably the average team, and uh, so you know, kind of just brings up the question of like you know, how often, like how much more often do those teams fumbled the ball compared to teams that are under center a lot more? You know, I formation stuff. Uh, it was one of those things where I just kind of for a second I couldn't believe it. It's like you're gonna. You have a chance to, you know, mount a critical drive, yeah. and you're gonna you're gonna throw it away on like a very basic communication mistake. Mm-hmm. And there, there, mean, there's like, probably not a team in the country who has lived more on the edge in every game this year more than Auburn. Oh yeah, that, uh, that they just game. barely have won all their games. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, it, it kind of brings up the question of like. Can you just come back and outscore everybody? That's kind of the kind of how it's almost how what you would say Gus Malzahn's philosophy is, um, and uh, so you know clearly their defense is not good as good as it was last year, um, because I, I I still think that their defense no, kind of got them to where they were last year, um, 
So it, it it's I don't know. I just Either figured it was isn't as good, but I was really surprised that the Kevin Sumlin philosophy of like, you know, our mm. defense is kind of garbage, but it's still kind of but it works. Their defense gonna... won the game by far. Oh, Besides yeah. just and the I was fumble recoveries. They, they put so much more pressure on um they put so much more pressure on um on Nick Marshall than he had seen all year, I think. Um, you know, even against, uh, like, you know, Kansas State's defense usually puts a lot of pressure on people, and they've played a few other defenses that have two, like, old misses, and, uh, I just think their, their front four puts so much more pressure on him than I've seen all year. He was getting sacked a lot, and, yeah, and, and I, that was, that was the key to the game. Well. That was the key game. And they held up against the run game. Uh, it, you can't let Auburn run the ball, or they're, they're gonna beat you. Oh, they'll it's kill just, you. That, yeah, um, so. Cameron Artis Payne, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll he'll destroy yeah. you pretty quickly. So I figured that was interesting. Uh, Texas A&M ended up winning, I believe, forty-one to thirty-eight, and, and really kind of shook things up. Yeah, it did rankings wise. Yeah, and they and they helped themselves. They're just, they'll have a better chance at a much much better bowl game. So. Yeah, see now they're kind of back in it because mm-hmm. they have a. I know they have LSU at the end of the like, is the last yeah. game, and I can't remember if they. All have they got to do is win, and they you know you can jump up the rankings pretty fast. So. Mm-hmm. And, and most people had kind of counted this team off out after just getting beaten down for, you know, the past. You, you start off the year with the, you know, the shocker against, uh, uh, who's it, South Carolina, and then, uh, you know, all this talk, and then you, you, know, you lose your quarterback, and, and I, I think that that was the other thing is that, uh, you know, this guy who's playing now, he's doing a great job. See, well, the thing about the, uh, I, I can't remember his name, but um, the thing about this guy, though, is I remember them saying it was a really, really close quarterback competition. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, too. And they could have gone with either, either one. And, it, like, so when wasn't. everybody saw how good that guy was, they were going, man, the backup must be great. And if it was, you know, if it was a close race, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so then uh, another uh, interesting play that we had from this week, um, it was in the uh, Utah-Oregon game where... Uh, Let's see, what was his name? Uh, well, one of Utah's players um, had a 79-yard touchdown catch uh, and, you know, was crossing the goal line. And this thing that you've, I mean, it, I feel like I've seen it a surprising amount of times now where uh, kind of in celebration, I yeah. think it's in celebration. I remember uh, what it reminded me of is a couple years ago when Tyron Matthew was still at LSU. Yeah. He had he ran an interception back, yeah. but he flipped the ball over his shoulder right before he crossed yeah. the goal line. And they so, gave him the touchdown anyway. Nobody, you know, yeah, they gave him the it, They went and they anything. reviewed it, and they still gave him the touchdown. That's uh-huh. what was shocking it was, about it. But um, that's what it reminded yeah, me of. Yeah, he kind of in celebration lets go of the grip of the ball early. And it kind of falls as he's crossing the goal line. And the, uh, you know, what you should always do is play to the whistle. And yeah. so that's what the Oregon players did. They ran down there and they stood around the ball and they said, you know, the refs haven't blown the whistle. They could clearly hear that, they, you know, there were no no whistles blown. Mm-hmm. And one of the players picks it up and starts running down the field and he has, you know, a he row has, of like, blockers. He in front of him. Guys around him, and uh, they try and catch him, but he's you know he's just got the blockers and nobody can get to him. 
And uh, they didn't show on TV. They kind of cut away to the they crowd. They did. The, the, the announcers so had no idea. So we don't know if the if the rest of the Utah players like snapped to it and like knew, but it. Seems I, like I think a lot of them really started hard. running off the field. Yeah, see that. To get ready for the extra point. So, um, the coach was probably mad. Yeah, you, uh, he was furious. You've got to. Uh, you've got to play till they blow the whistle. I, I just like so many times. I mean, you you see it a lot in the NFL because. You know, there's a different rule with how people are tackled. You, you know, you've got to be touched. They, mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so you see that happen in the NFL a lot, where a guy will fall down and get up, and nobody's touched him, and just run for a touchdown. Um, but it, you know, in college, much more clearly defined. Like you know, when you're Once down, you're down. Yeah. So uh, still, it, it's just funny to see this happen because it was, oh, man, it was. That <laughs> game like, was kind of why in the like why in the world do you, like. <laughs> do you not just I, I still understand why people don't go across the goal line look for the ref and just give him the freaking ball yeah it's like in, especially in college when it's like all the celebration stuff is gonna get you a penalty I've it's seen like, I've seen people get delay of games um on uh on uh extra points and stuff because they've ta- they've held on the blah 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 you know all this stuff and they're celebrating with their, all their teammates and stuff, and then they hand the ball to the refs, and the refs go up to the line, and they put the ball down, and you've still got all these guys out on the field, like, celebrating, uh-huh. while you, you're, yeah, you're trying to wait, yeah, you're trying to wait for, like, the extra point team to get in there. I've seen people get delay a game on extra points and stuff, so, and, you know, obviously, it doesn't really hurt you in extra points, but if you've got to go for two, you know, yeah. Then it, then it could really, really hurt you. So I don't know. Just silly to see this stuff still happen. Like it's, it's all, like you're gonna be on Sports Center, dude. Oh like, yeah. You know, you're you, gonna be on the not top ten. <laughs> oh man, and a uh, huge momentum swing in that game too, because from yeah, then on out, Oregon just out. took over, and that's what they do. They just, you know, they get they score on you, and then they get the momentum, and then they just roll over you. So. Once they're in a rhythm, it feels like you can't really do much about, you know, their tight ends or, you know, their quarterback or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just once they're in a rhythm, they're going to just kill you. So that was interesting. And then, uh, like, right around the same time that this happened, the uh, like I, this, I noticed this vine popping up on Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> like, when did this even happen in the game? I and, didn't see it. Um, you know, it was during the Alabama LSU game, and there was kind of like a like a scrum for the ball, like or no, it was, I think it was just a, I think it was just a scrum after the tackle kind of thing, where all these players are down there in the pile, mm-hmm. and one of uh, LSU's players, uh, you know, comes up behind the um, the uh, Alabama linebacker. And like acting like he's searching for the ball or something, and just kind of pulls, pulls his pants, pants down. down. <laughs> Eighty four, just kind of. And uh, one of the uh, best comments that I saw on this video or this vine, or it was just on Twitter, um, was uh, it said like, they're acting like they were less miles, and they said. I said grass, not. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, said grass, grass, not. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so you know, no, been... no crazy craziness in that game. Alabama pulled it out, and yep, in just, overtime. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in a second when we we actually get to the games. But that's a good transition into uh, the recap of last week's games. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Baylor at Oklahoma. It was a five and a half point spread, and Baylor blew the doors off of Oklahoma. Uh, just not even close. Uh, it reminded me, uh, I think, of last year when they played. I think it was kind of the same thing. Uh, and, uh, ooh, Oklahoma's starting quarterback uh, went went out off the field, had to be t- taken off in a stretcher. Um, For what? Yeah. I don't know. I, I Like, I still don't know if they've actually said what it was, but it seemed like it could have been, like, a head or neck injury or something like that. Um I know that he had been, like, nursing a shoulder injury, um, but, the, you know, the way that they took him off the field, you know, in, like, a neck brace, not letting him move it and stuff kind of was, you know, that's always worrisome. But that happened when the game was well out of hand, um, mm-hmm. which kind of make, with not that much time left, which kind of made you think, like, why is he even in the game? Yeah, um, if you know he has an injury yeah. issues, you you know, and the game just is a lost cause. You yeah. kinda and, and Oklahoma clearly not having the season that uh, everybody thought they would have or they thought they They've would have. They've had issues play- playing in the later part of the year, I feel like, for a while now. I don't feel like they've been good in, like, mm-hmm. November. Well, last year was the first time that they had been good late in a while because mm-hmm. they finished the year strong. You know, they, they upset Oklahoma State to get into the BCS oh, game. Yeah, and, then they, okay, and then yeah. they went to... The Sugar Bowl and surprised everybody uh, oh, against yeah. Alabama. Nope. I, I didn't think they had a chance at all. And... No, nobody did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it goes from their quarterback having that just breakout crazy game against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl last year, and to this. I mean, you got to think that I still don't know if they've said what's happened to him, but his season's probably over. Probably, yeah. Um, so definitely not the the season for them, but Baylor making you know kind of a comeback. Definitely their best win of the year so far, besides the TCU game. Um, yeah. They again we talked about their out of conference schedule not being good, but their in conference schedule their wins very very good so far. Um, if they can go beat Kansas State, then that'll be another really good win for them too. That's gonna be that's gonna be a big game as far as playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Definitely keep an eye on. Well, on Kansas, Kansas State just has a brutal out of conference or a brutal in conference schedule, going on the road to all the best teams yeah. in the conference. They just sometimes that kind of happens. Yeah, it showed last it. week when they had to go to TCU. Just not the same team when on the road. So, mm-hmm. um, and then well, another just like big surprise, uh, um, Notre Dame at Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State starting this game off just on fire, uh, you know, getting defensive uh, interceptions for touchdowns, uh, and uh, just really putting it on Notre Dame to the point where there was no way for Notre Dame to come back in this game. They were just well, so then far Notre behind. Well, Notre Dame kind of started to fight back a bit. Yeah, but they were they were just too they were so far behind. It you know it takes so much energy to get back into the game. Yeah, they they were in too deep. They. I, I still think that it, it points to Arizona State's defense, which is funny because, you know, before the year, I'm sure 
if anything, it, Arizona State, people were just talking about their offense, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, because nobody, their, their, coach, like, their, oh, their coach knows offense. That's what he's mm-hmm. he's known for. But their defense is very, very good this year. And um, I I think that it, it, it'll be an interesting matchup between them and Oregon. Because yeah, if be they can slow Oregon down, then they definitely have a chance in that game. Yeah. And especially that's kind of the Pac-12 matchup of the year because those are the only two Pac-12 teams I feel like and, have a shot at yeah. doing anything big this year. Definitely, and I think that I think that it's very good good for the Pac-12 that there's somebody else because everyone thought that was going to be UCLA at the beginning of the year, and that clearly oh, yeah, did not UCLA work out. Has been so awful. Um, I think that they're. I think I'm sure they're very excited about that because that's you know that's going to keep Auburn or keep. Uh, Oregon in its spot if it wins, or move Arizona State up if it wins. Yeah, and you know, future implications for you know the Pac-12 being a strong conference look really pretty bright. The Pac-12 is probably thrilled that they won that game. Oh yeah. Um, Notre Dame really hasn't been the same since they lost to Florida State. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a big momentum killer for them. Yeah, I I, I think that uh, you know. It, it just like Florida State has done to so many people, come out in the second half and make adjustments. I think after that, and then the way that they lost the game mm-hmm. to Florida State, uh, I'm sure that doesn't sit well with many people. It was the correct call, but I'm sure a lot of people wish. Oh the, yeah, especially wish like, the refs had turned their eyes away, which is which is sad. But you know, I mean, hey, you got to talk about that in another game. <laughs> you got to win the right way. Um, and so uh, with, then we had uh, Kansas State at TCU, um, and uh, just kind of like Baylor at Oklahoma, a, a real blowout against teams that looked like they were more evenly matched at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU, clearly this was the game that they needed to get past, and the rest of their schedule was much, much easier. Um, and, you know, they, they made it through, and all they had was the, uh, you know, the one lost to Baylor at the very end of the game, and uh, one one would argue that if they played again, they might win. So it's yeah. uh, I, I'll say this: even though we had a close game against TCU, I still think that they're very very good um, oh, because no, yeah, it got they're... to the point where we could not do anything on offense against them. They completely figured out what we were doing, and. I think uh, I think that they have a defense that can make you uncomfortable and take you out of what you want to do. Yeah, um, their de- their defense. What they'll do is they'll get up in your pocket if you're a quarterback mm-hmm. and make you uncomfortable. Yeah, and make you run around. Yeah, and you know force those low percentage throws or mm-hmm. dangerous interception throws. Definitely. And then on offense, they're just they can do whatever they want. I mean, mm-hmm. they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Their quarterback can run. I mean, everyone the, on this team can run. Yeah, everyone I mean, they on can, both sides of the ball is extremely fast. Everybody, you know, we're used to seeing TCU teams have you know dominant defenses, but what we're not really used to is the explosive offense that they've had this year, and that kind of really makes them a threat against anybody. Mm-hmm. And I like, I feel confident in them going, and you know, if they make it into the playoffs, I feel confident that they could play with all those teams. Yeah, they can. I think they can. They can beat just about anybody, which is mm-hmm. weird when you consider how how you know how much size they don't have. Yeah, it's just they they got a lot of speed, um, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting to see like how that's worked out so far. You know, 
just came into the conference uh, like two, three years ago, and they're already making waves. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we kind of started to see it at first when they, I think was it the year before they went to the Big Twelve, they played Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl, I think, and they beat them. Um, and I think ever since then, people have like looked at them, you know, even more seriously. Besides, yeah, TCU has been on the map. Yeah, besides when they, you know, played Bo- Boise State that one year in the. Sugar Bowl or whatever it was. Yep, I, th- um, I think it was the Sugar Bowl. Oh, maybe it was a Fiesta. It might yeah, have been. yeah, yeah. That was it. It was the Fiesta yeah, Bowl. So they've had some good teams in the past. I just think that their their offense is kind of playing on like a like an Oregon like. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is kind of similar to that. Um, I wonder if the guy that I knew in high school who played football at TCU is still there. Huh. I gotta look that up. Maybe. Then we had uh, the Alabama at LSU matchup, which was a six and a half point spread, and Alabama wins by seven points, covering the spread after um, really just uh, almost blowing the game on a fumble uh, late oh, yeah. in the game, I mean, close to their own goal line. They fumbled in the red zone, and see, it was me and my parents were watching this game, mm-hmm. and we're we're all just like, okay, that's it. Like, LSU with their running backs, you know, Leonard Fournette is just going to, you know, two carries in the end zone because nobody can hit, or Kenny Hilliard, really. Mm -hmm. Like, either of those guys are, like, battering rams, and they'll just run through you. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they decided to throw the ball a lot, and Anthony Jennings, you know, made mistakes as he's prone to do. And then not only after, you know, after that, after Alabama holds LSU to a field goal, Alabama has a great drive. Oh yeah, to, to a, get a field a goal, goal at the end of the game, tie it up, go to overtime, and then just another great possession uh, in overtime. I mean, perfect, kind of perfect pass for a touchdown. So, Alabama just seems if you've watched like their overtime games the last couple of years, they always seem to pull it off in overtime. Yeah, like it just doesn't seem like you have a chance so, against yeah, them. Not you know. I think I think a lot of people thought that you know maybe Alabama would win this game by more, um, because I don't know I, I'm not really sure why I think it was more like oh LSU had their crazy moment you know their crazy at home moment this year already with mm-hmm. uh, Ole Miss, um, and uh, you know this this Alabama team you know their offense is pretty good. But they they held Alabama in check most of the game. They yeah. really did. It was not until those last you know the last drive and then the overtime that they just could not handle that. Well, really, um, if for LSU to win this game, their defense would have to do what they did last week and play well above what they're capable of. Yeah, and I I still think they played like last week. That old Miss game is that's the best LSU defense I've seen in like two years. Mm-hmm. And so when you look when you look at this game it's like okay you know the secondary is going to have to just do amazing you know Kendall Beck was going to have to kill people and it just didn't and they still played above average yeah. they you know they played good situational football making sure you know third downs they didn't convert but it in the end the war of attrition just kind of like fell down the, the offense just didn't get first downs when they needed to in overtime, mm-hmm. and they just they had to you know go. The whole game came down to you know one last play if we can get it into the end zone, mm-hmm. kind of like the Mississippi State game. Yeah. But. The uh, 
Yeah, so um, Alabama goes into another big game this week um, after making it through that one that I'm sure, you know, it's at the top of every headline. Um, Then we had Ohio State at Michigan State. Uh, You know, many many people, including myself, you know, figured uh, Michigan State would win this game just based on their performances through the year. Uh, versus what we'd seen from Ohio State so far. It was a three-and-a-half point spread in Michigan State's favor. And OSU wins the game 49-37 with a very impressive performance, it's especially on offense in that game because, uh, you know, that it, it, it was in a way it was reminiscent to, uh, you know, when Michigan State played Oregon, uh, you know, still qu- probably not quite as dominant all around, yeah, but um, at near the end of the game, I mean, when you would expect Michigan State to lock down and not let them score again, Ohio State just kept scoring. They weren't going to let them come back. Yeah, I think they they did something that nobody's done in a while, and that's you know drop a bunch of points on Michigan State yeah. and really challenge that secondary and yeah say like, we, hey, we, you know we thought that they had gotten better since they played against oregon but th- there's still weak points there this is really a weird game if you think about the big 10 because michigan state was the only team that had a shot at doing anything cool in the big 10 as far as yeah, big ball playoffs games. yeah and now you wonder like this is a big win for Ohio State, but how much is it really going to do for Ohio State? Yeah, I mean, you got to think that people who, you know, either way, they're just f- fans of the the conference. They're not really fans of either team. They probably were pull- pulling for Michigan State in this one uh, just yeah, because probably. you want to get a team in the playoffs. Uh, you really, I mean, you really do. It's going to, to benefit. Your conference is going to get so much coverage, uh, more money thrown their way, that kind of thing. And uh, I just think that the Big Ten did not do enough for themselves early in the season and, uh, it, you know, in scheduling and that kind of thing. So I, I think that, I think it'll, I think they'll learn something from this. I think that what they're going to yeah, learn is that if you schedule these big games, you've got to find a way to win some of them. Uh, it, it was kind of shocking how many of those big out-of-conference matchups. You could point to, like, LSU-Wisconsin. I was um, at that game. That was nuts. Yeah, you uh, you know, even TCU beat Minnesota. Minnesota's had a pretty de- decent year, but they didn't beat anybody out-of-conference. So uh, it's just, you know, and then, you know, the same thing with the Michigan State-Oregon one. It's like you schedule these big games, and then Ohio State loses to Virginia Tech, who ended up not being very good. So... Uh, you've got to find ways to win those out-of-conference games. And I think part of it is just kind of bad luck. Like, Wisconsin probably, sh- you know, well, I don't know if they should have won that game against LSU, but it looked like they had everything I th- yeah. in position. I-, I think if they, you know, I think if they had handed the ball off more to their <laughs> their stud running back, they, they yeah. probably would have. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's it, again, like, it's, I guess you could say, if anything, even though, like, you know, LSU wasn't the highest-ranked team or whatever, that that road win for Alabama looks all that more impressive because not many people go to LSU and win. Yeah, it so, really... You know, there's, there's always that. I think a lot of times, you know, I think when people were talking about, like, when Baylor went to, came to play us and lost to us, 
I don't think they get hurt as much by that loss because it was on the road. I, mm. I think when you lose on the road, yeah, I think what I've seen from the the rankings, the playoff committee doesn't penalize you as much anymore. Yeah, yeah so. I think I think that's true. I think you know losing a game at home is always is going to look worse to those yes, guys. Definitely. But I, I feel like um, West Virginia's kind of underperformed. Oh, for, definitely. Yeah. For me, anyway, because I remember when uh, when they played Alabama that first that first week of the season, they held up to Alabama, kind of almost pulled up an off an upset. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh yeah, West Virginia, they're back. Yeah. I, I, well, I just figured that if you were going to upset Alabama, you probably got to do it at the beginning of the season when their quarterback doesn't have as much experience. So, um, but uh. And then, you know, we have the other game that we, we mentioned a play from, the Oregon at Utah game. Yep. Uh, it was an eight-point spread, and Oregon wins 51-27. to 27. So, you know, kind of what we would expect from Oregon. But uh, there was, you know, that big momentum-changing play. And uh, you can't give Oregon momentum because they, they tend to score in bunches. And uh, you give them a you give them a defensive touchdown, you're, you're probably going to lose that game. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the way they work. If you if they score a special teams touchdown, oh man, I don't even know what to say. Like it's probably over, man. So you just you've got to find a way to you, you got to find a way to not give up big plays against Oregon because they they you know they thrive off of that kind of stuff. Uh, let's see. Um, our extra point this week was Virginia at Florida State is a 19 point spread and Florida State only wins 34 to 20 so they don't cover the spread. Yeah, it, this spread was probably it makes sense because you know they're like, you know, they're in the top 5 but when you look at how Florida State has played, yeah. I mean they almost I mean they they've had some real close calls against not great teams. Yeah. And th- this wasn't a close call, but it's you know definitely not a nineteen point. I, I think that I honestly think it reflects in the rankings. If, if you if you know you notice this week too, like yeah. they're at number three, even though they're undefeated, um, because people are more impressed with uh, what Oregon has done in their wins, and you know, aren't, they aren't penalizing them as much for their loss against Arizona, because they lost on pretty much a final drive. Yeah, so, I I, I think I wish I almost wish you could penalize Florida State more, but they they've done what they've needed to do. They've won games. They just yep. barely win against a few teams like Clemson, and uh, I mean it's a couple teams now. It, I I feel like they've just barely won against four teams now. Uh, yep. Clemson, Notre Dame. Uh, there's a few others. There, there is. I'm, I'm struggling yeah. to remember they, the one they, game they I lost. They have come back and won a few. Uh, maybe NC State. I think they came back in that game. I think, yeah. Oh, Louisville. Uh, in Louisville, yeah. yeah. Like, they've, they've come back against all these teams in one. So, I guess if you could say anything about them, it's that their second-half adjustments are very good. Because mm-hmm. it was night and day against Louisville in the first half and the second half. The second half, Louisville gave up more big plays than they've given up all year in one half. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> So I think Jameis Winston, if you give him like open receivers at all, yeah. he'll just destroy it. Him. Yeah, it, it seems like because when Notre Dame was playing against them and they were blitzing and stopping the run and getting pressure on him, um, 
it was working. But in the second half, they ran those those you know more shallow routes, and when they blitzed, they made them pay for it. And somebody misses a tackle, and it's mm-hmm. a touchdown. So uh, that's what they do. They make very good adjustments in the second half, and they figure out how to move the ball on offense. And that's really all they have to do. As um, long as they win out, they're going to be in the playoff picture, and I don't really see them going very far if they get to the playoffs. I think they kind of lose that first playoff game. They, yeah, I mean, they, they. I think the the other thing is, uh, you know, they have the you know the reigning Heisman tr- tr- Trophy winner. Um, that's it's another thing that makes them very attractive as a team to take, and um, I, you know, I feel like without him. They're all right, but with him, they're much yeah, much better him, team. Yeah, with him, they're they're pretty great. So, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, especially this week, what happens because it's, I think maybe their last tough game besides their uh, ACC championship, whoever it is, it's probably going to be Duke. I think. Probably Duke, and I think Duke has a shot. But that would be great. I'd love to see something like that happen. So, I would too. Um, who knows? They they keep playing these close games. Um, Michigan played against Northwestern, and it was a one-and-a-half-point spread, and Michigan only won by one point. See, but they won. Yeah, they won, but they only won by one point, so I'm sure Pete will be mad about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, he will be. But, um, and I was pretty I'll mad this Michigan. this past week because we lost to Texas uh, 33-16 in just probably the worst game we played all year because all our other losses were to ranked teams, and... Um, Texas is definitely Texas is really not a ranked team. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, Texas is. UT is just c- kind of like they have a decent running game, I think. But like a lot of a lot of the like you know upfront stuff, offensive line stuff, just kind of looks sloppy to me yeah. when I do see them play. And it's like so sloppy that I'm like, there's okay, there's no way you can really win a lot of games. They uh. They lost a close game to UCLA. They lost a close game to Oklahoma. Um, trying to think, they lost a lot of close games. It seems like uh, Baylor, very close game with Baylor. So um, there's something there. I'd, I'd say that their defense is actually pretty decent. Uh, I, I think it gives people trouble. The problem is they lost their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, and it's kind of been trying to figure things out the rest of the year on offense. And I think, like, I, I definitely liked what I saw from them on offense this week. Uh, like, I think they, if they could finish the year strong, go to a bowl game. That would be um, big for that program, too, It would be. Um, people, like, friends I have who, who go to UT are, are like, you know, it, it's been like, man, this team has just been bad. And like, they, way they below have another very good recruiting class coming in next year already. Oh, so. they, they always do, man. They um, always do. I'm sure there'll be more Florida players this year because um, Charlie Strong has connections down there. That's mm-hmm. how he I, got very good players to come to Louisville when he was there. Um, so, uh, and, and then we'll move on to the NFL. Um in week 10, we had Dallas versus Jacksonville in London. And um, Dallas covered the spread. They covered the seven-point the seven point spread, uh, 131 yep. to 17. Jacksonville is kind of an abomination. Yeah. They're never fun to watch. It's like the worst, the worst football you can see. If you want to see the worst execution that there is, mm-hmm. you turn on a Jaguars game and 
that's kind of I didn't see any of this game, but I imagine we got some of that here. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I figured this would be a get back on track game for Dallas because they need to, they really need to get back on track because the Eagles are sneaking up on them. Oh yeah, they are. And uh, you know, it, it, it's funny that like they they kind of went from the position they were to where they were just from a few games. So. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see moving forward once they play against teams with you know more of a pulse, uh, what they look like when they come back out on the field again. Because I you know I thought this was one of those games where if they didn't really want to throw the ball much, they didn't even have to. So oh yeah, I mean those um, those um those Jacksonville defensive linemen are not good. Mm-hmm. You don't really have anything to worry about if you just want to like run the ball all over them. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then uh, we had Kansas City at Buffalo. Uh, it was a one-and-a-half-point spread, and Kansas City wins 17-13, to 13, so they cover the spread. This team is weird. Um, and by that, I mean Kansas City. This team is like, you know, last year they were very good. Mm-hmm. This year, with I believe most of the same players, I don't remember seeing like a bunch of turnover with this team. And they've been okay kind of skirting the line i feel like yeah alex smith is kind of still a question mark as far as like how good is this guy yeah good enough for a contract extension apparently mm-hmm. i mean and then buffalo with uh i think is he ej manual is still benched i believe i think so yeah i, see, really, that's, yeah, I, really I thought they were really banking i thought they were really banking like ej manual is the future he's the guy yeah. and now not so much i don't know yeah, I, well, I, I think any time you, you rush quarterbacks into things, it, it kind of, like, it's hard for it to work out sometimes. Not everybody's built to go right in the NFL, you know? Yep. So, and I, and that, I, a lot of people, to a lot of people, that was a very surprise pick. Yeah. Uh, with the amount of quarterbacks that were still out there. Uh, a lot of people were like, whoa, really? This is who they're going with. But they, you know... It's just who, a lot of times it's just like one team's got to be like, yeah, and then you go a lot earlier than you were expected to. Yep. Um, then we had Pittsburgh at the New York Jets. Uh, was a six-point spread, and the Jets pull the upset. This is really the Steelers. Um, the Jets have been bad. For the third week in a row, I didn't catch the game, but it did not work out this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, I guess, I mean, like, that's pretty hard to explain. I can't really imagine how that game even happened like that. But uh, Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell, what they've been doing with him and, like, putting him into, like, their receiver positions and, mm-hmm. like, having him just, like, finding ways to get the ball into his hand and just kill people. I thought he was just going to go nuts against a bad New York Jets defense. Yeah. But I mean, especially, you know, we we talk about the past two weeks where – we were joking, you know, is Ben Roethlisberger going to throw six more touchdown passes? Oh, yeah. Because he's <laughs> he's, he's done it, you know, each these past weeks against much better teams, I'd say, compared to the Jets. I mean, the Colts are clearly one of the best teams in the oh, NFL. Yeah. The and, Colts are extremely um, good. So it's it just very, very surprising. Um, so the Jets showing life and the Steelers showing that they can still mess up even after we thought they had things figured out. Yeah. Um. 
been we had St. Louis and Arizona, which is a seven point spread, and uh, Arizona wins thirty one to fourteen. Still looking How like Carlson Palmer still playing football. <laughs> I don't know, but they're don't looking it, pretty good and looking like one of the best teams in the NFL still. You know, with that record and some of the yeah. wins that they have. I mean, what's just surprising because I didn't think Arizona was going to be like a, a playoff team. Yeah, try and go for that one seed in the NFC, which would be pretty big. That's nuts. That's that's re- so weird. It's Especially like, yeah, in that division, or yeah, in, with- yeah, I mean, in that division specifically, which a lot of people believed was one of the hardest ones. But not really because of Arizona, more because, because of, of Seattle. Seattle. Well, because of Seattle, and we we thought San Francisco would be decent, but uh, you know this year those teams clearly not the same teams that they were before, mm-hmm. and Arizona looking very good, looking you know in great position right now. Um, all they got to do is keep winning and having that division lead too, and in, in the games is it's especially considering. Some of the other teams that are in the first in first place in their divisions, I don't really think they have that much to worry about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I don't even want to talk about that one division because it's so bad. What? Which one are your? Oh, you from? know the NFC uh, South. Oh, NFC South. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Tampa I, Bay. It's just ridiculous. But hey, Yoko, Yoko, there's still a chance. <laughs> There is, there is still a chance. <laughs> he was saying uh, before the season, and one of his Super Bowl picks is the, uh, who is it? It's the um, Saints. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That was a lot of people's pick. And so I mean, uh, there I is still a chance a, because their division is so terrible. Yeah, I am somewhat of a Saints fan, and I like I gave up on this team, and then sus- subsequently like regained interest as they kind of picked it up. Uh, yeah, I wonder if we'll see something kind of like when. Uh, you know, when, uh, who was it, the Saints played the uh, Seahawks a couple years ago where you've got that, you know, the higher seed playing against the lower seed. Yep, yep. And uh, just crazy upset. Who knows? Something like that could still happen. So all you got to do is get into the playoffs. That's all you got to do. Um, then we had Chicago at Green Bay. And, you know, just... Chicago was just completely falling apart. It Jay was a, Cutler is dead to me. It was a seven and a half point spread, and Green Bay wins fifty-five to fourteen. Put up those fantasy numbers. I picked Green Bay a couple times. I mean Chicago a couple times at the beginning of the year because I was like, "This is the year, Jay Cutler breakout year." You know, because I kind of liked his mechanics and just overall stuff. I kind of, I was like, eventually one day Jay Cutler is going to. Hit it big, and I thought this was his year. Yeah, it's not even close. This team, the, the Bears are just Green, Green Bay at home, a real monster. It seems oh, yeah. like uh, it, it's it continues to be a trend where they just score. I feel like you can give them ten more points at home. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like it's like they just like doing the Lambo leap so much that they so they score more. Yeah, I, I don't I don't <laughs> even know how to explain it. Yeah. Um, so it, it, very interesting, and they they put up video game numbers at home sometimes, and it's just it's just another example. Um, so another team that you know who knows what happens in in the uh, NFC, we're not really sure yet, but it, you'd imagine that if they got a home field advantage, that could be pretty dangerous. Oh yeah, they could be deadly. Um, then we had Carolina at Philadelphia, and 
not really too surprised by the the score. It was a six not point really, spread, no. and Philadelphia wins forty five to twenty one. Just still doing great. It seems like they haven't missed a beat. Yeah, Darren Sproles has been really really good with Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of like Carolina. the new Westbrook there. Hmm? He's kind of like the new Westbrook there. Like yeah, kind of. he kind of does the same thing. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, they score points, and their defense seems confident enough to hold everybody down. So uh, it's it's interesting to see what Ch- what Chip Kelly in the short amount of time that he's been there has kind of created. Yeah, uh, and I don't I don't think people expected the the super popular college offense to translate so well to the NFL, but yeah. statistically it makes a lot of sense because it's like the more plays you can run, it's I think I think uh I read an article that was that they, basically there's a direct correlation with numbers of plays run and numbers of points scored. Oh yeah, I mean you the, know you know Baylor I think always leads the. NCAA in in that category, um, with Oregon a close second, and I, I'd say it definitely correlates. Uh, you know, defenses get tired. Oh yeah. So it's uh, you know sometimes it translates into faster touchdowns, but still, if you're getting more plays off, then it it, it it's almost it feels like the time's gone longer. So yeah. Uh, I'd say you know it definitely impacts things. Um. So this past week, uh, Pete went two and five in college football. So hopefully next week he'll get that back up a little bit. And I went uh, four and three. That's um, pretty good. And then in the NFL, he went four and two, and I'm back up to five and one after like some of the terrible weeks that I've had. It feels <laughs> a lot nice. better. <laughs> and I I couldn't I. You didn't post, so I couldn't find what you. Yeah, I, did. I didn't post because I think he posted the thread like while I was at work. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then like I forgot about it, and then once I noticed that it was there, it was too late. I was gonna say, did you mentally keep track? Did you do all right, or? Um, I didn't mentally keep track. Okay, all right. No, not not this week. Well, who? Okay, how about this? Who did you pick in the uh, A and M LSU game? There was no. Or no, A&M not LSU. not not that game. The uh, oh, was it uh? The LSU Alabama game. Who did you pick in that? Let's see. Who would I have picked? Yeah, in who that? would you have picked? I would have picked Bama. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. What What about if? Uh, as I said, I don't think we had the spread, but the uh, did you? If you were picking A and M or Auburn, did, oh, who I would, would have you picked, picked Auburn. Okay. See, that's what. All right. I, yeah, I would have. I would have gotten burned there. Like I guess a lot of other people would have too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody thought A and M was just kind of gonna, you know, flame out. All right. Um, so heading into this week for our pick six, we're going to start off with Ohio State at Minnesota. And I believe that uh, Ohio State is favored by 12. And uh, the game is on Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So who would you pick in this game? Let's see. Who would I pick in this game? Um, Minnesota's ranked... They've had a pretty decent year. This is probably the last, uh, I mean, probably the last test for Ohio State before the championship game. This is kind of tough because Minnesota's been hot and they need, I think Minnesota, like, really wants to make this This uh, a huge win for their program. Yeah, it would be. And Ohio State is kind of 
trying to kind of hold it together yeah. a little bit. They, they're coming off a big win. It I'm gonna pick, It's a big spread. It's a big spread. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Ohio State. Okay. Because I, I like the um I like the that replacement quarterback guy they got. Yeah. And I think as long as they can if they can stop Minnesota from running the ball, which is very very likely might happen, then I think Ohio State can, you know, go nuts and kind of put together big big plays and okay. make it happen. Yeah. Um I think I'm also gonna go with Ohio State. Um I just feel like after the way they performed against Michigan State last week, they kind of figured things out, uh, mm-hmm. especially on offense. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And then, like, the other thing I'd argue is that they they did enough on defense to hold Michigan State down where they couldn't come back, even if they yep. wanted to. Um, especially in that first half, they really, really limited them. They did not let them get a quick start. And uh, I just don't know if Minnesota has the same kind of talent. They've had a pretty, you know, a pretty good year, but when they actually played a very good team, when they played TCU, I think they lost like thirty-one to seven or something like that. Well, yeah, but Ohio State isn't isn't nearly TCU. I wouldn't say they are, but I'd say that they will still give Minnesota the same kind of problems that TCU yeah. did, and that's Quite why possibly. I feel like they can win by two touchdowns, and that's really all they've got to do. Yep. So, um, For the next game, we have Clemson at Georgia Tech. Uh, Three-point three spread uh, at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and I think I'm going to go with Clemson in this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, that Clemson offense for a couple years. I haven't watched them much this year, but it seems like for a couple years that they've had dominant wide receivers. Yeah. That can just kill you. Um yeah, they they still have a lot of talent on offense. Their defensive line's pretty good. They held Florida State in check, you know, most of the game. Now, they didn't have James Winston, obviously, yeah. in that game, but they still did a pretty good job eliminating all the other playmakers on that team. So, uh you know, I'd say that they can. All they've got to do in that game, because you know, when you're playing Georgia Tech, you're playing against the uh, that option attack that they yep. have there. Um, you've just got to stay in your rush lanes and, and be, aw- yeah, be, aware. be aware who has the ball. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, you got to watch out for the fullback trap up the middle. They run that a lot, um, but they really don't pass the ball enough to uh, to, to really give your secondary that threat so you can kind of keep people up at the mm-hmm. line if you if you want to. And I think I think that their defensive line is good enough to handle the option game. If your defensive line is dominant, you can kind of ruin the option game for the other you team. You can. Yep. So, and if that if that's what's going on with Clemson, then yeah, I think yeah. this that's a good pick. Yeah. Um then we have the big, I mean, pretty much the biggest game, one of the biggest games of the season so far. Um, it, which could decide, you know, playoff stuff. It could decide the Heisman stuff too. Uh, we have Michigan, or not Michigan. <laughs> we have Mississippi State at Alabama. Uh, it's an eight-point spread, and it's at three thirty p.m. Two teams that I hate. <laughs> which one will I pick? It's nice to see Miss- Mississippi State 
you know, in that position now. It is. It's different. It's, we're, you know, we're not as used to this anymore, but, uh. I feel like Dak Prescott's been, been like right on the edge of being great for a couple years now, so it does sort of make sense that yeah. he's coming into guy. his own. He, oh, yeah, he's huge. And for a quarterback, he's hard to tackle because yeah. just, he'll just break your, like, arm tackle if you do it. Um, I think I'm going to pick Mississippi State. I like the, uh, um, the more, like, su- the somewhat more conservative offense versus Alabama where, you know, Alabama seems content to kind of throw it all over the place this yeah. year, which is weird because that's not very Saban-like, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think what's, what's going to happen is that Mississippi State secondary is going to kind of assert themselves mm-hmm. and not give up the big plays. And I think the defense is going to cause problems for, uh, what's his name, Blake Sims? Is uh-huh. that? Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I, I just don't think Alabama is going to be able to throw it like they want to, and that's going to be bad for them. Yeah. Plus, their, the Alabama field goal kicking is just bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen some real, like, not, not good not stuff. Not helpful in a close game. Not at all. Uh, and I think it's going to be a close game, and that's why I'm going to go with Mississippi State because I don't think Alabama can cover the eight-point spread against yeah. them. Um, you know, it's it, it, you know it's going to be tough to go to Alabama. It is tough to go to Alabama. Uh, mm-hmm. It's And um, I think that... Uh, you know, this is kind of. I think this is one of those games where, if you know, if Dak Prescott wants to win the Heisman, yeah, he needs to win this I game. I feel like he... this game is the game to showcase what you can do. So, it, it what I would worry about more than anything else is uh, him playing maybe a little too tight or trying to make big plays. To, mm-hmm. Because all the attention's on him, that kind of thing. Yep. So if he can just reel it in, you know, because uh, you know we saw this against we saw this when Old Miss played LSU. Um, you know, trying to win the game at the end of the game instead that of, was so weird. Instead of getting in position for you know a closer field goal, I lost the game. So you yep. you know you can't do that kind of thing. You can't be like. Bo Wallace and and try and just chuck it down the middle of the field. You've got to play your strengths, and one of your strengths is running the ball right at him. And I think that they could have success with that. I think that he can run the ball against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if they just stick to their game plan, they have a very good chance of winning this game. Um, I, and I, you know, I I feel like it's not gonna be. I feel like a lot of people want it to be high scoring and stuff, but I feel like uh, at least the trend the that I've though. seen. The last couple weeks, um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be much lower scoring because, uh, you know, clearly, you know, Alabama, uh, not you know, early in the year they had one of the highest scoring offenses in the country, and is I'm sure they don't anymore yeah. <laughs> uh, after the past couple of games they've had. So um, it's it's going to come down to probably which quarterback makes the you know, mistake first. Who who gives up a defensive touchdown, something like that. So, uh, but I like it to be a close game, so I'm taking Mississippi State. Um, then we have Nebraska-Wisconsin, which is a six-point game, or six-point spread, uh, which is also at 330. Um, and I think I'm going to go with uh, Wisconsin at home. Um, mm-hmm. 
I feel like maybe that home field advantage going to give them, you know, enough to, you know, maybe... I still think it'll probably be a close game most of the game, kind of a back and forth, who's running the ball better kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I think that they, you know, kind of get control in the fourth quarter maybe and score late touchdowns to, to win the game. And, and again, like I said, you know, all they need is a touchdown to cover that spread, so I think I'm going to take them. Yeah, I'm going to take Wisconsin. They've really looked pretty good all year. And Nebraska... I just don't really like it. Is his name Taylor Martinez? Is that the um, Taylor somebody? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've I've just never really liked what I've seen from him ever. So it's, you know, but I do like Wisconsin's run game, and mm. I especially like it at home. So, yeah. Badgers. All right. Um, then we have Auburn at Georgia. Auburn coming off that deflating fum- butt fumble loss. Um, and, uh, Georgia, uh, you know, talk about that, that loss they had to, uh, Florida that just, I don't think anybody thought would happen. Um, trying to get things back on track here. Um, and then I, is it next week that they get their running back back or? Is it next week? I I couldn't remember if it was this week or next week. If it's this week. See, this is this is a problem. Yeah, that, I mean, if that it's does, this week, mm-hmm. I gotta take Georgia. Yeah. If it's next week, I take Auburn. Yeah, because uh, I I feel like he's probably gotta be worth at least like maybe a touchdown even. Uh, like, yeah, he just, I would say he just so. makes plays because I believe really they had good. him return kicks and punts or something like that. Uh, may, might have just been kickoffs, but uh, um. Oh, Todd Gurley, right? Yep, Todd Gurley. Um, I believe that he is coming back. Okay. I believe he is. Which, uh, I think that's going to change my <laughs> pick, too. Yep. Uh, because, yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, I, I wanted to go with Auburn because, you know, again, they could, you know, if they didn't fumble the ball, they, they might have scored at the mm-hmm. end of the game and won another close game. And it's not surprising because they... They just they're in close games. That's just kind of their thing, and that's why it kind of felt like they were going to win because they've just done that so many times. Um, but I don't know, George at home, you know, getting all that momentum with uh, Gurley back. Yeah, I, I, I gotta go with them. I gotta yeah, go with th- Georgia. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Georgia too because you know if Todd Gurley's back, mm-hmm. he really. Up until he got suspended, he just looked great. He just looked like, you know, I'm going to run it all over you and you're, I'm going to break, like, two or three tackles w- yeah. along the way. Well, yeah, and, and I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, there's definitely some weaknesses in that Georgia team that we saw when they played Florida. Oh, uh, they are. The Florida team that had struggled against pretty much everyone they played this year. Yep. Um, so there's definitely something there to take advantage of if you're Auburn. But, um... But I feel like there's just a lot of momentum on their side, you know, getting back their best player. And I feel I think, like he's going to make some play that's going to change the game. So. Yeah, and I think he's going to allow them to put up enough points to where, you know, the other mistakes that they make a lot won't matter. Yeah, I mean, because before all the stuff happened with him, he was in the Heisman discussion. He, you know, he should have been. He was putting up really good numbers. So 
Uh, he'll definitely have an impact on the game, and I think swing the advantage to Georgia. Um, let's see. The uh, then we have Missouri at Texas A&M, and it's a four-point spread, and it's at 7:30 Eastern Time. I hmm. This is a tough one. Yeah. Texas A&M back in the rankings this week. Um, I believe identical records. I think they're both seven and two. Is that right? Yep. See, the difference is Missouri kind of controls their own destiny as far as winning the SEC East, though. Yeah. I believe that is the case. Mm-hmm. And A&M coming off a big win. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, is you, you think that'll give them momentum going in this game, coming back home? Kyle Field is hard to play in. It it's pretty nuts over there. Yeah. Um, but Missouri really like they really need this if they want to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick A and M at home. I think. Uh, I think they're going to score enough points to, you know, I think the defense is kind of used to playing this role of, like, we just need to do enough. We don't need big plays. We just need to, like, force field goals every now and again. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to take A&M. Yeah. I, I, th- I think I'm going to go with A&M, too, being back at home. Um, and I was just really impressed with the, the pressure that they got last week on defense. And... uh quarterback back look great so uh I, I can't really find any reasons not to take them at home and uh then for our extra points we have uh another florida state game <laughs> uh florida state at miami uh and the spread is two in the favor of florida state and that is your 8 p.m game um hmm. let's see I, um it's the it's Florida State and Miami is the game we're picking, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And U of H has Florida, a bye. Florida, yeah, Florida State is favored by two. I'm I'm gonna take Florida State. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel think like, there's. I feel like, you know, again, it's earlier in the week. I feel like that spread might go up, <laughs> and yeah. as we get closer to the words of the game, um, it's kind of funny that it is slow. Low. I'm wondering if that's just because it's at Miami. I've seen teams play at Miami before and they usually do not sell out their stadium. So Yeah, Miami's uh, been really bad for a couple years. Yeah, so, I don't know. I guess it's rivalry games, you throw the records out the window, but who knows? It It just doesn't That would be uh, wonderful if Miami could do that for everybody. Yep. Oh, it would (laughs) be. It would be uh, awesome. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's like, it's almost like you've got to give them extra players or something just (laughs) to help them out. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think I, I got to go with Florida State, too. Um, that that spread just feels like it's a give-me. All they've got to do is win by a field goal. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like they can... I feel confident that they could do that. Um, I, I don't know. I At least from what I've watched from Miami this year, I'm, I've not been very impressed. I, I don't think I've seen much, but I I think what I remember seeing was pretty bad. So I think that might have been one of uh, maybe Nebraska's 
uh, key out of conference wins for them, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, so I I picked that game. Uh, Michigan and West Virginia have bye weeks this week. Oh man, we all so, have bye weeks. Yeah. Um. So just going, pretty much everyone going with the extra point this week, yep. <laughs> the regular one. Um. So for the NFL in Week 11, we have uh, Houston at Cleveland, which I thought was an interesting game. Um, considering right now, Cleveland kind of controls its own destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at the beginning of the year, I'm sure nobody would have thought that. Uh, they are favored by three points at home, and this is a 1 p.m. game on Sunday. Yep. Hmm. See, here's the thing. It's... This game really kind of hinges on how good is Ryan Mallett going to be. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. So, see, but I, I'm a pre, I'm somewhat of a big Brian Hoyer fan. Yeah. I've, I liked this guy ever since he got hurt, and and I kind of I trust him at home. Yeah. Um, and you know they're they're the, pretty great at home. Mm-hmm. And with quarterback being so big of a question for Houston, like, we, you know, he could, Ryan Mallett could come out and just, like, destroy them, but I kind of just don't see that happening. I, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, if, if you know, yeah, maybe if Clowney was there. See, oh, see, n- well, wait. Yeah, I just remember they're coming off a bye and Clowney is back. Yeah, so, like, that's, uh, uh, the the thing is, though, it is only a three-point spread. Yeah. So, um, I think I will still stick with Cleveland on this. I think I actually i am going to flip-flop to Houston. I think this right. is going to be the first real game that we get to see Clowney in. That'd be and great. I, I'd I love to see what, you know, what they both look like at this point in the season. I, I would love to, too. Um, and I think... If Houston wants to make a playoff one, they kind of yeah, have they to gotta start right now. They got to go now, mm-hmm. and that's why they I, needed you know, him back, you know, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. I think I'm gonna switch it to Houston because I just remember they they are coming off a bye week okay. with yeah. Clowney. I'll, I'll go Houston. I'll probably regret it. Uh, I, you know, I feel like you know having those two players there is enough of a significant difference to actually impact the entire game. Like I really do feel like. Uh, that's why earlier in the season, you know, before the season started, I really liked Houston because I felt like if they had both of them there, that defense was going to be a force no matter what, and yep. quarterbacks were just going to be scared half the and time because you, have, you you can't block you can't block both of them. You can't. You can't. You can't. And you can only double team one. You're gonna they're gonna double team Watt and then probably <clears> give Clowney the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, which I, I mean you can't ship him with a running back. You can't do anything like that. It just not, does not work. So, mm-hmm. I, and I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure they're gonna do that. And I think Clowney's gonna get sacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna come back and he's gonna be like, no one's blocking me. So maybe that rest will help. Who knows? Who knows what it'll look like now? But. uh they they needed him the other day. They needed him a couple weeks ago. So they needed him a couple weeks ago. They needed him back when they played uh, uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, definitely. Um, so who knows? Maybe it'll be maybe Cleveland will continue their success towards the marching towards the playoffs, or Houston will start to make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Then we have Seattle at Kansas City, which I also thought was an interesting game because, you know, here we have the defending champs who just hurting, kind of. And uh, against Kansas City, who you're just like, I, what team is going to show up this week? We're, we're not is really this, sure. Is Kansas City good? I don't really I, know. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, they look good sometimes, and sometimes and it's just... And then other times they just look awful. Yeah. But hey, Seattle's not at home, Seattle's so I feel like you have a pretty good chance against them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a one-point game, one-point spread, uh, and that's also at one p.m. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm still gonna stick with Seattle, just because I'm a little bit more sure what I have with them than Kansas City, and it's it's a pick 'em. I mean, you can go either way yeah. with this game, and it's not. All right. Well, it's a one-point spread. Yeah. I I think I'm gonna go with Kansas City at right. home. That's pretty. I mean, that crowd really makes it extremely loud. Yeah, they do. They have and, a pretty good home field advantage. But as far it, I don't know. As far as like football, I just I don't know. I don't know. Both of these teams are <laughs> so weird. This will be like a like a nine to seven game or something like that. Three field goals versus a touchdown. <laughs> yep, something like it, it'll be it'll be real weird. Um, and we have uh, a game which I would say is probably the complete like contrast of the last game. Yeah, uh, at least what I think it'll look like. Uh, we have Philadelphia at Green Bay, which you know Green Bay at home looks like they're scoring a lot of points. Philadelphia is scoring a lot of points everywhere, um, and that is a six-point spread in favor of Green Bay. At home, and that's a 4:25 p.m. game. You want to go first, or um, yeah, I think I'll take I'll take Green Bay at home. I think I'll, I'll go go ahead and take them. Um, just because of the home field advantage, um, I feel like maybe you know, game all the way down to the wire kind of thing, and then Green Bay will get their patented touchdown late. Um. I feel like if the game was on the road, I would definitely take Philadelphia. So, hmm. see, I would still take I would take Green Bay wherever they are. Okay, because Aaron Rodgers has been like white hot. You can't stop him. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, and this is at home. There's I'm taking Green Bay. All right. Um, we have Detroit at Arizona, which is only a two point spread in favor of Arizona. At 425 also. Man, this is these are two really hot teams yep. kind of coming yep. together. I gener- I like Matthew Stafford. Is that his name? Yeah. Matthew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Trying to remember names. I like Georgia. Matthew Stafford a lot more than Carlson Palmer. Mm-hmm. I still and I I also like I like Reggie Bush. But I also really like Patrick Peterson. So I, you know, I feel like because if he makes a big play, that could swing the momentum. Yeah. If there, if there's like a defensive touchdown or something. Hmm. And this is in Arizona. Yeah. Detroit has generally served me pretty well this year when I pick them. Yeah. I think I'm gonna pick Detroit. It would be a huge win for them. It would be. It's only a two point spread. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm picking Detroit. All right, I think I'm gonna go with 
Arizona at home. Um, I just kind of like how they've played against some of the better teams a little bit more than Detroit. Yeah. Um, and uh, like even you know, it's I feel like you just they're I feel like they're a little bit more consistent. Um, whereas if Detroit doesn't necessarily show up, they don't always win. Like I feel yeah. like Arizona a few games like hasn't even played their best football and they've still found a way to win. So. Um, but and again, I think it can go either way, and I think that it. I think it's going to be one of those games that kind of just comes down to the last play or something like that, which would be uh, really good to watch. So, but I think I'm going to take Arizona at home. Then we have another. Like I was just kind of surprised at how many like good matchups there were this week. Um, yeah, we have New England at Indianapolis. Um, is a three-point spread in favor of Indianapolis, um, and that is your 8.30 p.m. Eastern game. Um, I don't understand why the spread is so small. I think Indianapolis wins. Mm-hmm. I, and I, they, I don't think they're going to blow them out, but I think probably, you know, six points. I think it's the Tom, B- Tom Brady factor kind of thing. And Tom Brady, he hasn't been playing poorly, but uh, Indianapolis has more weapons around Tom mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Andrew Luck. I think they're a better overall team. Yeah. The defense in, on Indianapolis is better. The offensive line, which I thought before the season was really, really bad. I wish it was. It really hasn't been. It's been okay. I'm going to pick the Colts, unfortunately. I would love New England to help out the, AL, the AFC South standing a little bit, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, for a while there, like people didn't even think uh, the Patriots were going to make the playoffs. Yep, um, and then they kind of turn things around. Play, you know, playing much better. Um, you know, scoring more points like we're used to seeing from them. Um, yep. But uh, I just I think Indianapolis is a very very good team. I I, I think they're one of the the best teams. Um, and uh, you know, I, like again, I like I don't think if I think if the Steelers hadn't just scored you know six touchdowns against them, it would have they might have not won against them like that's how good they are and Andrew Luck you can hit him as many times as you want he gets back up every time and then he throws a touchdown pass that is exactly what he he does he just doesn't even care yeah he just doesn't even care he he, he certainly has developed into what everybody thought he was gonna be Um, yeah which doesn't happen very often yeah you know everybody thought he was the most prototypical NFL quarterback to come out of the college in a long time and he's very I mean it hasn't taken long, and he's yep. he's really turned into a very good player. So, um, I I think I got to go with Indianapolis. I just you know I I actually think that you know in a quarterback duel at this time I would take him over Tom Brady, um, especially with the team around Tom Brady that he has yeah, compared. I, to, I think he's, he's had much better teams around him in the past. So. Um, I think I just think that the overall you got to go with the team that's not only at home but just better defense, you know, better receivers, better running backs. So, and then uh, we have Pittsburgh at Tennessee, and it is a five and a half point spread in favor of Pittsburgh on, for Monday Night Football. Um, I'm gonna go with the Steel Curtain, quick tennis. Um. I hate the Titans. I hate the Titans. The, this team is not good. They made 
a a bad draft pick with Vince Young a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. The former owner of this team literally caused economic problems oh. to a small extent for the city of Houston because the Astrodome uh, where where the Oilers used to play has just been sitting there dormant for 20 years. Oh. The city the city has been paying this is a rant. I'm sorry, but that's, that's the fine. city <laughs> has been paying millions of dollars to maintain a vacant Astrodome that nobody's been using for years. Hmm. And the reason he moved the uh, the Oilers was because he wanted a new stadium. And the city was like, no, we're not going to spend the money. Yeah. He goes to Tennessee, where uh, the city of Tennessee, or the state, paid, like, I think it was like over 50% of the money came from taxpayers. What even? <sighs> I don't like the Titans, man. Steel Curtain. All right. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Steelers to recover from terrible loss to the Jets Um, you know I I feel like you know they still gotta have those moments sometimes but they're in the hunt for a you know one of the two playoff spots from their division that I that I think uh, I still think they're going to get Um, I think I, I still I still feel good about picking the Browns and the Steelers to make the playoffs um yeah Cincinnati and Baltimore kind of falling apart at this point, I mean, at least considering how strong those two teams started off. Um, Cincinnati started out really, really strong, yeah. but now it's like you wonder if Andy Dalton has a future with that team. Well, yeah, I mean, we saw it when they played the, uh, oh, who was that, the uh, Chargers in the playoffs last year. How, that how was terrible, crazy. Like, how terrible he played. Um and it, it just kind of made you wonder about the offseason. Is this who they're sticking with? And then they went and they made the decision. They said, yes, this, you know, I this mean, is he's what been, we're going he's with. He's been really good in the regular season <clears throat> a lot. He's won yeah. a lot of games. It's just, you know, when it kind of matters most, uh, yeah. he's just been bad. The expectations for that team were out of this world. Like, And it makes sense because they they're loaded. Yeah, people, I mean, people thought that they could run through their their schedule almost undefeated that's how good like some of the predictions that i saw out there and um just there's still lots of issues like which you wouldn't expect with the talent that they have so um how much of it is coaching i you know i don't really know um and it'll be interesting to see going forward if they can you know try to stay relevant in the, the division Mm-hmm. Or if, if uh, you know they just if they don't make the playoffs, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the off season there. Yep. Um, and there's still plenty of time; they can turn things around, but uh, they got to do it quick. Uh, and um, that's pretty much it for this week. And uh, you know, I, I I love how many like I I definitely want to sit and watch some of these games this week oh, because yeah. I've missed a lot of NFL recently. Um, but, uh, just, uh, I was happy. I was like, yes, I got to, I got to like put up all these games that are actually going to be really good, or at least I hope they, <laughs> they're going to be really good. I would um, expect them to be. And I'd say this week will decide a lot heading towards the playoffs, I think. This uh, is a big, a big week in college and Yeah, you've got, you've got a lot of really, you know, good teams with good records playing each other. Which could decide, you know, division leaders and who's getting good seeds, and then in the you know college, who gets into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
thanks again for coming on, Michael. No problem. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on again sometime. And oh wait, uh, are we gonna pick uh, the Arizona game? Oh no, that's that's here? just an extra thing. That, oh uh, okay. That uh, we do for uh, Patreon, uh, for people out there. If you donate to the Show Me Your News Patreon, um, a certain amount of money, then um, Yoko and me will pick. We'll you know we'll basically uh, whatever your team is. Uh, each week we'll go and we'll break down like their matchup with another team and try to just look inside the matchup a little bit and uh, kind of give our like in-depth uh, look into it. And uh, David's been donating there, so we've been doing like a monthly or a weekly thing where uh, we give them a breakdown of what Arizona's been doing each week, which kind of works out because, you know, Rich Rodriguez was here for a while, and then yep. he was in Michigan for a while, so we kind of know his coaching pretty well, um, so it's interesting to to talk about that each week, um, but uh, hopefully the games will be great this week, and uh, it was a very football-heavy podcast, but yeah. uh, I'm probably next week we'll start talking about uh, college basketball because it's it's getting close. Already, man. Yeah, we've already got these uh, preseason, what do you call them, Uh, scrimmages and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how that breaks down and if the teams that are up at the top are going to be like our one seeds later on, you know. So um, that'll be fun. But uh, thanks for coming and have a good week and uh, have a good one.